Tom Essay is back with us, founder of the Sevens Report. Okay, Tom, so let's just start from the top. How are you thinking about the buildup in the news and fear around what's happening with this giant real estate developer in China? Yeah, good morning, Oliver. Thank you very much for having me on. Uh, yeah, I think obviously we are seeing the market react pretty violently to the headlines that have been building, honestly, for, for over two weeks on Evergrande. And that's what's sort of uh, interesting about this. We've known about this for a while. We were talking about it in Seven's report last week. It just, for whatever reason, the market seems to be very focused on it right now. But if you look at the fundamentals, Evergrande is not a bearish game-changing event. It is not a Lehman moment. That's because the Chinese government will backstop these losses. So, look, the, the momentum is lower. We are going through a pullback. It is not over as of this morning, but, but we do need to keep it in context. Okay, Sam, to your point, uh, you were looking at this. The China market has been... Uh, just totally crushed over the last five months, something we've talked about a lot. The peak for the FXI big cap China ETF was back in February. So uh, the whole market has been rolling over for some time. Should we be focused on this particular news event and headline around Evergrande right now, or should we be focused on the amount of accelerant in the system that is potentially able to create violent moves? It, it, it's the latter, for sure. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be dismissive of Evergrande. I mean, that's a, that's a big problem for the Chinese, but it's a big problem for the Chinese. Here in the United States, I think that you're getting a constant flow of, of negative headlines from China, which is weighing on sentiment. We have a very highly valued market, which leaves no room for error. We have Fed tapering scheduling coming to a head finally in two days. And then we have all sorts of budget battles looming in, in Washington that are going to get resolved one way or the other in the next three weeks. So I think what we're seeing in markets today is uh, an accelerant making markets that are cautious about future macro events just a, a much bigger reaction than the fundamentals would imply. It doesn't make it any easier. It, it doesn't make it any more enjoyable to look at our accounts when they open at 930. But this is not a massive fund fundamental deterioration in markets. So then, uh, Tom, right now, that might sound like relief that uh, this particular event uh, people are worried about may not have that contagion Lehman style 08 risk. However, if the accelerant uh, is the problem, whether it is the record high valuations, if it is correlation across speculative assets that we've seen are quick to go to one and risk off events that this dates back now to COVID and, and prior to that as well. And then we've also now got household wealth that has been piling into risk assets. Uh, financial household wealth tied to financial assets is much higher than it was dot com. So then how do we get out from under this? And then what's kind of the end game here uh, if uh, some of the speculative run up we're seeing has been rolling over, right? Because we went and plateaued the last 10 days before we took this leg down. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think you're absolutely right. I think that that, that is what we are seeing. But what I, would, what I would suggest investors focus on is economic growth and Fed policy and earnings, right? Is economic growth still going to be strong in a month to two months? Yes, it is. Is the Fed still going to be very accommodative? Uh, for the for the next year, yes, they will be tapering QE. But remember, tapering is is just reducing more QE. It's not actually tightening policy. And then corporate earnings remain very strong. So as long as those fundamentals remain in place, 
then anybody that, that has more than a few week time horizon should view this decline as an opportunity to potentially rebalance their portfolio to add exposure. Mm. In the meantime, we haven't had a 5 to 10% correction in this market in nearly a year. We are due, right? It could go to 15% because of that accelerant you've talked about. I mean, you and I have talked many times about how this market swings so much more than it used to because of algorithmic trading, uh, because of high-frequency trading, trading funds. So we have to be prepared for that. But the fundamentals remain strong. And for anybody with a medium to longer-term time horizon, this shouldn't change their outlook at all. Tom, what about in the background that policy discussion where it seems again that the roads generally end up back at the Fed and the concern around what they're going to do in the next four months? How does that factor into some of the risk off buildup that we've gotten into today, that three week stretch of slowdown and then gradual kind of rollover into this as we're talking about tapering and without any real clarity what spending's coming out of the White House right now, that kind of gap between the Fed pulling back and this waiting game on the next round of stimulus do we go down for as long as that gap exists or what do we need to revive kind of that uh, uh, economic uh, uh, momentum that we got at the beginning of the year we need clarity right and it's going to start on wednesday so if we think about it if i'm an investor in two weeks ago i'm like gee in, in the next month i'm going to figure out what the fed's going to do with tapering you know they could surprise and taper more quickly uh, we're going to find out whether or not there's going to be a government shutdown or a debt ceiling breach. Probably won't be, but you never know. There's always a risk. And then, oh, God, why? China is like destroying itself with policies here, uh, and it's, it's making its stock market collapse. The stock market is at all-time highs. Maybe I take a bit off the table, or maybe I wait to, to buy more when stocks have come in. I think that is the psychology that has led to this. I think it is compounding now as people are seeing markets decline. But I think that, that if we get another 5% or maybe even 10% down, because again, this market can, can air pocket on us, that's a time to step in. We need clarity. We'll get it from the Fed on Wednesday. As long as they don't taper faster than $15 billion a month, that's good. We're going to get it from Washington in the next three weeks. And listen, you know, debt ceiling breaches are scary. They, they don't happen, right? That nobody in Washington wants to see that. So I think if we can get through this three-week stretch, mm. you know, picking our spots in good stocks and may get beat up, I think that's a longer-term solution that can really be beneficial. What are the spots you like the most to pick up, Tom? What are you waiting for to pull back to buy? Yeah, I, I, I like the financials. I've liked the financials ever since the reflation started, ever since the vaccine uh, was beginning to be distributed. I am a firm believer in rates are going higher over the next 6, 12, 18, 24 months and beyond. So I like the financials. Look, if you can get some of these great tech companies, your Supercat tech companies, your Microsofts, your Apples, if they can get you know, sort of caught up in some of this China stuff and they come in, that's a buy. And also, I like some of the e-commerce names. I buy the ETF. Hmm. That's getting hit because of some China exposure right now. But there are a lot of really good names in that. And there's one thing that isn't going away, buying more stuff online.